mysteries, mysteries. Mysteries Inc. Mysteries Inc. Mysteries Inc. <laughs> History, mystery, conspiracies, and sometimes creatures. That is a good thing for you to keep for our little uh, intro stuff is nothing is impossible. It's just improbable. But just because it's improbable doesn't mean that it can't happen. It's still possible. I know. <laughs> just like my subject today, it's it's not impossible. It's just improbable. Ooh, are you wanting to go first this time? I could go first. Yay, go for it, kiddo. <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to talk about today is the Mongolian death worm. Oh, wait, hold on. We didn't even say hi. Oh. Hi, you guys. Welcome to our show, <laughs> Mysteries, Inc. I'm Springy. I'm Joe. And we're going to uh, talk to you about a couple of uh, cr- people. I have a person. Do you have a person also? No. No, you have a creature? I have a creature today. Nice. So we're going to talk about a person and a creature, and uh, Joe's decided he's going to go first. All right. All right. So I'm going to talk about the Mongolian death worm. Uh, otherwise known as the Olgoi Korkoi, <laughs> uh, which <All> right. <laughs> means the intestine worm. Uh, and that's d- due to its reddish color and approximate size. Ugh. But that kind of varies because there's been different sizes. Um, according to the British biologist Carl Schuker in his book The Unexplained, an illustrated guide to the world's paranormal mysteries... Uh, in 2002, Metro Books, as uh, one of the world's most sensational creatures may be concealed amid the sands of the southern Gobi Desert. It is said to resemble a large fat worm up to one meter, so three feet, uh, dark red color, and spike-like projections at both ends. And it spends much of its time hidden beneath the desert sands. But when one is spotted, it's Avoid like when anyone thinks there's one in the area, the the uh, locals avoid it. Okay, there's, well, I would imagine so. Three feet long. I know, but you think they thing? would want to try to. You think they'd want to try to catch it to and prove it exists, it. Oh. <laughs> or even just anything, or kill it so it doesn't kill them. But they, you know, so far none none have been recovered. Um, but okay. like the first sighting is said to have been about a thousand years ago. And this is why I, I th- they avoid it. I believe they. I wouldn't want to go near this thing. It can apparently spit venom and a very unique venom because it's okay. also acidic. Oh, uh, oh! So it's like those dinosaurs in Jurassic Park where they'd spit out all that kinda, stuff right on. The, oh, said to like it can spit it like several feet and okay. um, like it's acidic. It's said it was so acidic that it could corrode the metal on cars. Uh, but there were no cars around a thousand years ago. Well, no, I'm just talking about now. People okay, still, okay, okay. People still, obviously, you know, I'm going to get into some of the, the more recent um, expeditions to okay. find it. Um, it can also electrocute you from a distance. Yeah. Like through the sand. Through the sand. That's a little, maybe Which an oasis. Is, I don't get that because sand is like a... It's a poor conductor. Yeah. It's... Notoriously an insulator. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. It doesn't conduct electricity unless they were, like I said, at an oasis. 
Where it was in some kind of little body of water. It's the Gobi Desert, so I mean, uh, I don't know. Okay. A few and far between. Um, but it, it, has all these, it has these these cool superpowers. Um, it first came to Western attention in 1926 uh, in a book by paleontologist Roy Chapman Andrews. He didn't actually believe its existence, but he noted it as being said to, to be in, in Mongolia. Okay. Um, fun fact, they apparently based the uh, Tremors. Oh, that would Despite make sense. Despite the fact that, like, way bigger than what people say. Oh, like some accounts I saw, some people were saying it was kind of big. Um, there's a... Well, yeah, the, the guy from Tremors has got to be... Yeah. There's a, a 2010 B-movie that I did want to watch, I didn't get around to... Um, just called the Mongolian Deathworm. It's a sci-fi <laughs> production, and if you remember anything about sci-fi production in uh, 2010, uh, yeah. yeah, the trailer and, was uh, it looked pretty bad. Oh, that's because they were just coming into their CGI world, you know, and like getting all into it and branching out from just like DreamWorks and Pixar. Well, was, <laughs> no, this was sci-fi, so it was it was like a few years, well, about ten years past uh, the the whole. Uh, Hercules and Xena days and oh oh so like Doctor Whoish kind of like sci-fi yeah. kind of I mean, cheesy it was an actual campy, movie but movie nice. it was it was a little rough um, Mongolian Deathworm I'll I'll try to watch it and uh, <laughs> give an uh, update on yeah, this we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll circle back so just as far as whether it's really a possible thing because no one's recovered one you'd think so yeah despite I mean Mongolian desert's pretty vast well and somebody would have killed one at some point in or order found it dead yeah because, like, like battled it or yeah found it dead the uh um the desert tends to preserve things it would have mummified it yeah exactly so you would have found a, I feel like you would have found a mummified one it would have been weren't, like half sticking out of a sand dune weren't the deserts at some point uh oceans Somewhere, so maybe that might be where the lore originates, is because there might have been some um, ocean creatures that could have evolved to be like sand snakes. It's possible. There's so I mean, maybe we're, not we're gonna, like maybe not this because what's the point it. of spitting venom if you're in the ocean though? So like I get that that wouldn't be I'm trying to like come up with a rationale for wh- whenever you creatures are brought up. I always try to like think about rationales. Like, right. what in real life can I compare it to? What in real life would be an explanation for environment-wise on why they would have this? And some of these things are seeming a little fantastical. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but there there are some some possible uh, uh, explanations for it. Yeah. Uh, but they've been, they've been looking. In 2005, there's an expedition from the center of Fortean zoology crossed a uh, thousand miles of the Gobi Desert, trekking this thing, looking for it. They con- they didn't find it, oh, but they, but they concluded <laughs> that it was probably large and an untype or unknown type of worm lizard. Uh, that the the powers have been exaggerated. Okay, uh, all right. Although, like other biologists have said that, like it's just highly unlikely that it's actually of any worm species because they don't they need moist yeah they conditions. it's not their right habitat uh, for worms but i would believe like a sand snake yeah, of some sort is some and there are snakes that can shoot what's venom. tough about this is that oh, i'm gonna get to one of those oh okay uh so 
another difficult thing where to, to actually have a breeding population that need to be at least tens, possibly hundreds of thousands of Correct. these to exist. And it's just tough that you wouldn't find an actual body yet. I mean, yeah, it's not like the ocean where there's like it's so dark and it's so vast you can't see. And then they fall to the bottom. Yeah, like I've heard similar things though about like, well, why haven't you found a a Bigfoot carcass? And I like the uh, the explanation for this is that they like, well, one explanation uh, is that they like hide the bodies. <laughs> they like, they In this one documentary I saw, they're like, yeah, they they carry them up to the glaciers and they throw them into the the uh, crevices. I was like, really? What? Why would they do that? I prefer to think that Bigfoot is an interdimensional being. Wow. That came out of nowhere. We'll get, <laughs> we'll do a Bigfoot episode another day. That, okay. But that's what I, I think if Bigfoot exists, it's an interdimensional being. Because why can't you find them? Why do they pop up and then disappear? And, uh, that's, that's the, the best. I know it's crazy, but that's the best explanation. Well, and I, 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 yeah, but all right, we'll save that because I, I'd like to bring that with uh, lumberjack. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, then, uh, so in in the nineties, there's a Czech uh, cryptozoologist, Ivan Mackerel. Mackerel. Uh, I want to uh, be a cryptozoologist. He's, he's credited as being the foremost investigator of the the death worm. I would love that to be my title. Like, what do you do for a job? I'm the foremost investigator of the death worm. <laughs> the Mongolian death worm, yes. to be precise. <laughs> uh, and so, but he doesn't even live there, so that's kind of, eh. Anyways, so in the 90s, or 1990, he made a, a trip to southern Mongolia to cover more after learning a lot about it. Um, he couldn't get the Mongolians to really talk too much about it. They they, they don't like to talk to, to outsiders. Um well, that's because every time they bring up some kind of giant worm that lives in the ground, everyone laughs at them, and they're like, fuck you, I'm not going to have you laugh at me no more. But they fuck finally you. got this weird check <laughs> fucking dude who's just like, hey, tell me more. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to find this worm. But apparently no success. Uh, in his book, uh, Mongolian Mystery, I don't know if I... I, I I'm going to try to pronounce his check. Mongoliski Zadi. Uh, he chronicled a bunch of secondhand reports. Uh, a sausage-like worm over half a meter. Uh, only 20 inches long. That's, That's what that she big. said. Right? Sausage-like worm. Thick as a man's arm. <laughs> resembling <laughs> resembling the intestines of cattle. Uh, its skin serves as an exoskeleton, molting whenever hurt. Its tail is short, as if it were cut off but not tapered. How the fuck do it's, you tell what the tail is difficult. on a fucking <laughs> it's difficult. It is difficult to tell the head... From its tail because it has no visible eyes or nostrils. So, but one is a little bit tapered. Yeah. <laughs> but it was said to have spikes on the other side too, so I don't know. Because I know worms are tapered on both ends and they can kind of like, can't they just use either end for like their head almost? I don't know. Hmm. I don't have to. Interesting. Yeah. Um, other researchers, in my opinion, that sounded more credible. They suggest uh, the descriptions loosely match the death adder. It's a member of the cobra snake family. Yep. It's found in Australia and New Guinea. Uh, physical, similar to the death worm in form. It does kind of have one end, and it's more tapered. Yeah. Uh, but you can't tell which one is the head. Um, and it could be just it, an it extinct is, version, like an older subspecies right. that the adder able evolved It is able to spit venom several feet. 
See? So. so it might be just this was the uh, previous form of the uh, adder before it evolved into an adder because it just couldn't, it needed to adapt to its this surroundings, its habitat. Adder. And maybe they just don't have a lot of snakes. I don't know. If you think, think it's a desert, desert I, I would imagine. Yeah, you would imagine. They'd be like some kind of... I mean, freaking ain't. Egypt's the desert also. So, I mean, like, they got snakes. How else did Cleopatra die? Some think it's, uh, like, a this thing called a skink. Not a skank. A skink. A skink. I love skinks. Um, oh, you know what skinks are? Yeah. Okay, yeah. They, they have them at the zoo. Oh, okay. They just look like fat lizards. With they do. With their little... Well, they look like snakes that just forgot to take off their legs. Like, yeah. that's what I always think of skinks. I always think that, like, they look like snakes that just didn't get rid of their legs. They're like, nope, we're good. We got them. And they love to go inside of the sands and stuff like that, too, just like the um, just like the Mongolian death worm. So <laughs> I could see that one. being there. Yeah. Pretty skinky. <laughs> uh, skinky. So, yeah. <laughs> Leave it at skinky. All right. Well, that was that was interesting. I that was yeah. Now you know. Watch out, man. I know. At first, I was thinking that you were like referring to like some like I get like in the Amazon. There's like a fish or some kind of snake or worm, or whatever that in the water will go up men's urethras. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's what real. I thought that you I'm, were talking about with this thing. No, like I know with, that thing's real, <laughs> and that is. I'm already scared of, like, when it comes to Amazon, there's big-ass snakes in the water. You get down south, you get start to get gators, caimans, alligators, or, I mean, I mean uh, crocodiles and shit, and I love to swim. That shit scares the <laughs> hell out of me. Add a fish that swims up your dick? No. <laughs> I never want to go to the Amazon, because it's going to be hot. That's I'm going to want to go in the water. Yeah, that's skinky. That's <laughs> skinky. I feel like I would need to... I would... I would definitely like just put a. Uh, I don't need to go. Put into a piece deep. of tape over your wiener hole so that way your wiener. Wear a condom the whole time. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. I, I was about to say it, and I thought, well, this is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> but if you need protection, that is something that was made to protect the wiener. So <laughs> instead of it getting out, <laughs> we're trying to stop stuff from getting in. <laughs> All right. All right, mine is well. I mean, we could. It is dealing with body parts. Um, I'm going to be talking about one of my heroes. I I changed my subject because I had gotten a book back from one of my friends, and it's called Four Thousand Years of Uppity Women by Vicky Leon. And um, in there, as you can imagine, it has a whole bunch of women doing uh, interesting women uppity stuff, things. uppity things. And one of them was Queen Tamaris. She um she's a heroine inside of uh, Kazakhstan in that kind of area. I thought you were gonna say heroin addict. No, no, this is way <laughs> before China I got know, their influence I... everywhere. Okay, and um what happened is is she there isn't a whole lot of stories about her growing up, but her main like legacy happens after she becomes queen. Her um she's the widowed wife of a king of this uh, place called Mag Mas- Massagety. It's um like I said over in Kazakhstan um long time ago. Is that where misogyny comes from? I I don't know. Oh, I it, it maybe is it maybe. spelled the same. <laughs> nah. It's message tay. Oh, and then I misogyny is how I I looked up the pronunciation. Um, so what happened is 
is she's ruling her country, she's doing wonderful, and the, uh, the first Persian Empire is formed by uh, Emperor Cyrus. All right, okay, and yeah. they call Brilliant. it the Persian Achaemenid Empire. So mm-hmm. that that was the beginning, and he was just going around and conquering. And one of his games was to go to a kingdom that was being ruled by a woman, offer her a marriage proposal, and then once she said yes, they'd get married, he'd kill her, take over the country, then he wouldn't have to like lose any men in the battle or anything because it was just that way. So they um so he thought he was going to do this with Queen Tamaris. So he um, came up to a river that was a boundary to uh, his land and to her land, and he sent a messenger over, and the messenger basically gave her the proposal and everything, and she said, no, I know what you're trying to do. I'm not interested. So how about you stay on your side of the river, I'll stay on mine, and you try to live with that. Just try to live with the fact that I'm going to continue to rule my land, but I promise you, if war is what you want, you can cross the river, and I'm going to give you war more than you can handle. King Emperor Cyrus was originally kind of just like, I don't know, I've heard about these guys, they're pretty tough, I'm not too interested in arguing with them. So he was going to back off until many of his advisors told him, like, are you really going to let a woman say that to you? Are you really going to let her get away with that? You're the mighty Persian emperor. Are you really going to let a woman tell you that and threaten you like that? So he decided then that he was going to make the first move. So he created kind of like a, a pawnish kind of troop to cross the river. And once they crossed the river, they set up a camp. And um, Cyrus knew that they were going to be attacked. And that was his whole plan. They were supposed to be just like a booby trap to capture the people so he had leverage to still get the empire. Yeah. One of the things that he did is he knew that um, Queen Tamaris's people, they weren't drinkers. They didn't drink wine. Like, they had some fermented uh, horse milk or mare's milk. Yeah. And they had cannabis, but they didn't weren't really drinkers, and they weren't really fat red meat kind of eaters. Okay. So when he brought that troop over there, he supplied them with lots of wine and lots of greasy foods. Alright? So when they came over there and they decimated Emperor Cyrus's crew, they, um, what happened was is they decided to celebrate and they started drinking the wine and eating the food and they were drunk and just off their rockers. In the middle of the night, Cyrus sent over another group, killed off all the people, and captured one of the guys was called Spargapasus, and that is Queen Tamaris's son. Oh, shit. Yeah. He was one of the leaders for the army and everything. <clears throat> and when she found out that they had captured him, she said, alright, this is the last warning I'm giving you. Give me back my son and move on with your life, or I'm going to give you more blood than you can drink. Keep that in mind, alright? <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing! Alright? So... King, or Emperor Cyrus was a little creeped out by that because he didn't really know, like, he had heard about these guys and he wasn't too sure even in the beginning about going into battle against them. But now he had the son, so he worked out, like, some kind of agreement, like, well, I'll let you go, but there's got to be some kind of talks between your mother and I. The son <laughs> decides to say, fuck that, and he, like, kills himself. Oof. Queen Tamaris is pissed. She is pissed. She sends over the full wrath of her entire, uh, well, she said, okay, sorry, there is a few quotes here from the book. I want to go back a little bit. Um, 
when he when Cyrus captured her son, she said, "Cheap shot, Cyrus, return my son and get out of my country, or I swear I'll give you more blood than you can drink." So then, uh, Tamaris, like her son was, he killed himself. She uh, at the head of the army. She went with first with bows and arrows, then hand to hand with bronze spears, daggers, and battle axes. But uh, by the end of one of the most violent battles the world had seen yet, tens of thousands of Persians, including Cyrus, were dead. Damn. <laughs> As he lay dead, Tamiris told her troops to find Cyrus's body and bring it to her. She took off his head and filled a wineskin with human blood and was dipping his head into the wineskin, saying, Still thirsty for more blood, Cyrus? Go on, drink your fill. <laughs> There's pictures, like the paintings of her, are of her literally hanging onto his head and dipping it into blood so he could drink it. Damn, that's brutal. Yes, in 2019, I want to say, in Kazakhstan, they did make a movie about her. So, I mean, if you're willing to go with subtitles and stuff like that, Queen Tamaris, they kind of, like, they go into her background. I didn't get a chance to watch that all, so I don't know, because it kind of, like, leads her up to becoming the queen that then led that battle. But I just think that she is such a badass. Like, she told him what she was going to do. And he had his reservations and he should have listened to them because he didn't. will not stand. <laughs> so, she, like, I had always heard about the forces of the Persian Empire. Like, they conquered everything. The Mongolians and the Persians and, uh, what is it? Uh, no, it was the Mongolians. Who did, uh, Anthony the, or was Alexander the Great lead? Uh, at one point he, he, uh, he, so he ended up becoming an Egyptian pharaoh, but he was the... Oh, crap. It starts with an A. I am spacing on this. Alexander the Great. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, there was a few groups back then that were, like, oh, yeah. major conquerors. Took I mean, over everything. And the fact that she took oh, yeah. out the first king, Egyptians emperor... Egyptians took, took over a lot. There was a... Uh, oh, that is going to drive me nuts. Mm. Nah. Is he, anyway, yeah. I don't need to look it up. But that's that's the lady. I am thoroughly <laughs> impressed by her. I tell kids about her all the time whenever they're feeling, you know, helpless about things. I'm like, I'm going to tell you about a badass woman that had a lot of bad things happen to her and how she made a promise, not a threat. And she freaking fell through with it. And if that guy wouldn't have listened to his bros tell him, like, you really going to let her talk to you? You should have let her talk to you like that. You should have. Because you could have kept on conquering. <laughs> yeah, well, just not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what I have. I, I got, like I said, I got the book back and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this woman. So there's going to be like the next ten stories just going to be murderous women. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm going to go back to my other... Uh, well, that was a cool... And not exactly a myth. I mean, that's pretty... Uh, yeah, it's not a mystery, pretty, but... Pretty well known, but... Or, I mean, at least... Well documented. Yeah, but she's an iconic creature. I, I'll say that. I remember that. reading about Cyrus. So, like, yeah, yeah, she took him out. Played with his severed head. And just goes to show that potheads can beat alcoholics at any time. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were a bunch of winos, and she took them out. <laughs> that's funny. All right, well... Um, That's all we've got for today, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we will be back. Yeah, tune in next time. Thank you.